When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Hey there. Thanks so much for joining us today on The Shalene Show. I'm Shalene. And I'm Brett Johnson. And he's here tonight. We're both here because... I'm driving. He's driving, and we asked our pod squad, that's a group of people who are into personal development and just being better humans, you can join it. It's a free group on Facebook. We asked our pod squad tonight, hey, what topic would you like for us to address that maybe we haven't touched on recently? And overwhelmingly, we had people say they would love a podcast specifically talking about how to prepare your child to be independent, how to adult so that's what we'll be talking about today on The Shalene Show. So we took a few moments before we started to just kind of compare notes and like figure out, are we on the same page? Like what things did we teach them that we know were really valuable and that we did so with intention? And I want to start with the biggest and the most important one and that I just, I think we need to pat ourselves on the back because... They do it. They do it, and it has helped them in so many ways, and I think everyone should do this and start doing it early, and that is teaching your kids pen to paper. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing how we taught them it. They watched us do it. A lot of the things that they do now, they've watched us do because we taught them to do it, and we've also, like, reinforced it because we do it. Repetition, repetition. Just repetition, but it's just so awesome to see now when everything that's gone on in the last eight months, how much both Brock and Sierra are in totally two different places right now. And the way they worked through it to get to where they're at right now is pen to paper. On their own. And they started doing this when they were really young. So regardless of what the decision was, like if Sierra, when she was in middle school, wanted to not play for this club soccer team and switch to this club soccer team, we would say, okay, well, let's take out a pen and a piece of paper and let's make a list of the pros and cons. Like we were always taught them to make a list of the pros and cons to evaluate their decisions. We really taught them that pen to paper is how you learn to make good decisions. And you know, so when I say pen to paper, the overarching thing that we taught them to do was to make good decisions, well-informed decisions. We taught them pen to paper for their schedule. We never kept a schedule for our kids. We never told them when to do homework. We never told them when homework was due, when projects were due, when the SAT was, any deadlines or dates. We told them, write it down and keep track of it because that's what adults have to do. And that's what kids are very capable of doing. We did not do that for them. To-do lists. They started making to-do lists so young. Yeah, they did. I remember a couple times you like showing like you know they left it out on their counter their dresser and you'd show me like oh my gosh look at look at what they're doing right now look at they're making a to-do list on exactly like what they want to do what they want to accomplish what they want to do for the year it was like total goal setting yeah goal setting yeah it was it was quite great and they're cute you know back then but they keep doing them it became a habit and that's the most important thing you can teach your kids are really healthy habits and they need to understand why these things are valuable to them 
it's not just telling your kids what to do. Like they actually have to do it in order to have experience and get good at it and then develop a habit. Another thing that we taught them was that they could solve their own problems and fix their own mistakes. Yeah. This one was really hard for me because a lot of their problems at early age, besides if they had a, like a altercation with a friend or a dispute with a friend was having to do with like athletics and, and things. And, you know, you want to handle that as a parent, you want to go to the coach and explain what the situation is. But me being a coach, I hate that. I hate when parents like would come to me with like with their kids problem. I would much rather it a kid come to me with their problems. Mm -hmm. So whenever our kids had like an issue, whether it could have been with the school teacher, it could have been whatever we talked to them about it. Obviously we didn't just send them in, you know, not having a conversation first, but we always wanted them to make their decision based on, you know, evaluating pros and cons. And then we kind of had a discussion with them. Okay. We want you to go talk to the coach and you ask them and you articulate what your feelings are and what you think about the situation. And it's hard to watch them go off and do, do that, but it's going to be so much more beneficial in the long run. And we taught them and told them, yeah, it's uncomfortable. Uncomfortable conversations are uncomfortable, but it's okay. Like it's normal. A lot of parents I see they step in and have those conversations for their children. They go to the teacher, they go to the coach, they, you know, if the kid doesn't like something and they want to return it, like, you know, the kid's afraid of that, I don't know, rejection or the conversation or confrontation. And we just taught our kids like, no, you're going to, it's fine. Just do it. Like it's, it's not a big deal. Yeah. It's a little bit uncomfortable, but that doesn't mean the person doesn't like you. They're not going to get mad. And even if they do, that's okay. You're able to do this, honey. And we, we would just push them to do that. Like I remember when Brock was negotiating to sell his car and like, you know, yeah. he bought his first car when he was like 15 years old. I'm sorry, negotiating to buy his car. I wouldn't do it for him. I was giving him advice, but I was telling him, no, you can do this and let's think about if they say this, you could say that if this happens and you know, the worst thing that's going to happen is you might spend more money than you wanted to. And if you're okay with having an uncomfortable conversation and saying, I'm sorry, I don't think the car's worth that. You're going to save yourself a lot of money. So we wouldn't fix things for the kids, but we would help them understand what it would take to fix the problem themselves. But most importantly, we allowed them to fix their problems so they knew it's a it's okay to make mistakes b you're gonna need to make a lot of mistakes and c you'll be able to fix your mistakes you'll be able to to get yourself out of any trouble that you're in because you are capable we wanted our kids to learn you are capable and whenever you make a mistake if you do it right and you really think about it you know it's the best learning experience i mean if you never make mistakes then you know you're not going to really learn anything so making mistakes as you're growing, you know, going through teenage years and even, you know, in elementary school years and things like that, it just makes you learn how to even have an attitude when you make a mistake. So the first time you make a mistake and you're out on your own, it's not like the end of the world and you know, yeah. the sky is going to be falling and stuff like that. It's no big deal. I've made a million mistakes. This is what I need to do. This is the worst thing that can happen to me if I make this mistake and it's not that big of a deal. The life will go on and you just move on with it. 
it's hard too because you feel like as a parent what you're supposed to do is do all the things for them so that they don't fail but that's false and I can tell you that is false you want to teach them that failure is acceptable normal and you can fix it you can fail you can mess up and you can move forward but they have to know themselves that you're not going to always be there to step in because all that you're doing is teaching a kid that they shouldn't have confidence in themselves and i think your role as a parent is to teach your children they can do freaking anything they're so capable and whenever we do things for them we're sending them the message subconsciously that they are not capable well when you do things for your kid all the time as a kid and through high school and stuff like that you're the one that's like signing them up for the SAT course and you're registering them for this and you're doing this for them all you're doing is teaching them that you're going to keep doing that for them yeah so you get 20 year olds and 24 year olds that don't know how to like book an airline ticket yeah and they're like calling you like will you book my flight will you do this for me like now all of a sudden you're a secretary for your 20 year old or something <laughs> like that I mean let your children do their own things I mean we had our kids ordering for themselves at restaurants before they even knew how to read. Like, tell the waiter what you you know want to eat. I do not like like when parents just over like hover over their children and do yeah. everything for them. Teach them how to be responsible. Like Brett said, you know, we obviously they weren't booking their own flights when they were like you know in middle school. But once they're in high school, we were kind of teaching them how to do those things teaching them how to make the calls, teaching them basically what we would say is, all right, we'll figure it out. And they would say, well, uh, can you, you know, I'm not saying our kids didn't whine and complain. They would go like, uh, I don't understand. I don't even know how can you do it? I'm like, no, you can, you know how to use the internet. You can figure this out. Look it up. You know how to use Google. Your kids are so much better at figuring this stuff out than you think they are. So we would teach them how to get their own insurance, how to sign up for driver's ed, how to book their own airline tickets. And then when you do this and you teach them all these lessons that they can do on their own, what you do is you get questions like, am I doing this right? Yeah. Or guess what? There's this box and I'm not sure which one to check. Then they'll ask because they feel confident that you know you'll give them those answers and they don't have to do everything on their own but they've at least started the process and they're the ones that know that it's their responsibility like we never told like when they had like a saturday morning when they had to go do something whether it was driver's ed or anything just pick i know we just said driver's ed a couple times but just like a class or they had to go somewhere and be accountable for somebody we didn't wake them up no, we never. We set an alarm clock. Never. If Brock had football practice and he had to be there at 7 o'clock in the morning and I was coaching, I didn't wake him up on the way out. I was gone before he left. Wake up yourself. You know, I don't know how people feel about this, but we were always on the same page with in terms of their grades and school responsibilities. You know, we can think of plenty of things that we didn't teach them that we wish we had. In fact, we both agreed that when they came home because of the pandemic, because of COVID, like both their colleges got shut down. There were some things that we were like, you know what? Now I've got time to revisit this. For me, one of the things that I never really talked to Sierra about was skincare. I always told her to get out of the sun. 
Am I right? Yes. Always cover your face or put on um, sunscreen. Us, yeah. Put on some sunscreen. You shouldn't be in the sun so much. Yeah, type of thing. Yeah. But I would say for both kids, I never spent as much time teaching them about how important it is to take care of your skin, but your skin is the largest organ in your body. And as a health professional, you know, that's something I wish I had taught them sooner. I did have this time during COVID to kind of revisit that. So Sierra and I really got into taking care of our skin. And, you know, I got to introduce her to Trophy Skin, which I'm super happy to also tell you is one of our podcast sponsors. Thank you, Trophy Skin. We love you. But they've got just really cool products and she got into using them and we would do our little microderms together and, you know, use their skincare line, which is amazing. And and so that was one thing that if I had it all over to do again with both kids, I would say I would teach them about the importance of taking care of their skin. Boys too. Yeah. Right? Like, I mean, don't you wish that you started using serums and lotions and doing microderm when you were younger? Yeah, sure. Well, I, I mean, I like be, your brother does, takes care of his skin. Yes, time. he does. But we also were told at a young age that, because we lived here in Southern California, that yeah. we always had sunscreen and we always put lotion on and stuff like that. Probably not the best lotion, but... Yeah, that's really good. So anyways, I'm, I'm really very proud to tell you that Trophy Skin is a sponsor of The Shalene Show. And lifers, they are taking care of you. When you go to trophyskin.com and you enter the code LIFER, when you check out, get this, you'll get 30% off. 30? 30% off, I know. Wow. That's kind of crazy. And their prices are already amazing, <clears throat> but that's pretty cool to get another 30% off. Okay, when you go to their site, they have a little quiz you can take. It's very short quiz and it's going to give you recommendations based on your skin type. But can I tell you what my favorite thing is to buy right now? Like put this on your Christmas list. It's called an Ultra Derm MD. Okay. Now I know I've told you guys I love the Microderm MD, which I do. But the Ultra Derm MD, it's smaller, but it's more powerful and it's got three spa treatments in one. I freaking love this thing. So you can travel with it. It removes all of your dead skin. It's just like, I'm telling you, it is like having a baby face when you're done. I do that on Saturday nights. So get yourself one of those or at least go to trophyskin.com and take the quiz and figure out what your personalized recommendations are based on your skin type because your skin is very, very important. It's the largest organ in your body. Care about your health, you need to care about your skin. Again, it's trophyskin.com. Enter the code LIFER for 30% off. We always explain to them, like even going to practices for their sports or the grades that they got in high school and middle school and, and elementary school, that was up to them. We would like for you to do your best. We never rewarded them for getting A's. We never grounded them for getting C's, D's, or E's. That was their responsibility. They took pride in getting good grades. They took pride in turning their homework in on time. We never did their project. I mean, there were a few nights where I was up, you know, conned into staying up late to help, but we never did their projects. I never, we just had so many friends who would literally do their kids' homework and stay on top of them. They didn't do their homework, then they got shitty grades. And if they got shitty grades, then they they, wouldn't get into the school they wanted to go to. Or they couldn't play sports. Yeah. Because, you know, you have to keep a certain GPA to play sports. And this is what we would tell them. It's up to you to do your homework. But the grades that you get in high school will, if you're planning on playing sports in college, will dictate what colleges can actually take you. 
Right. So you have to get good grades or, you know, sports won't keep going on for you. But we also said, if you don't want to get good grades, then again, I know this is pretty controversial. Our kids knew if they didn't want to get good grades and if they didn't want to go to college, that's fine. But if you don't go to college, then you will be financially on your own. So you better figure out how you're going to make money. So we never told our kids they had to go to college. We also, when they were in college, both of them are done now, we didn't care what grades they got in college because whether they got a good job after college or not, that doesn't affect us. They're adults. We're not paying for your life. So they had to decide, okay, so for example, let me give you Brock as an example. Brock knew that by his freshman year in college that he was going to be starting his own business. So he started his own business. He you know, was making decent money by his sophomore year. He was financially independent by the end of his sophomore year. So he knew at that point, oh, I'm definitely not going to be getting a job. I'm definitely going to just be entrepreneur full-time into entrepreneurship so then he realized okay so why am i killing myself to get good grades when i'm not going beyond this and you know he kind of ran that idea past us he's like you know does it make sense that i'm i'm not going to kill myself to try to get a's that was hard for him because he's like you know type a kid that I just allow myself to get b's and c's so that I can focus a little bit more on my business but you know still do well in school and we're like, sure. Yeah. You know, that seems like a, that seems like a wise he, decision. He, he, yeah. He basically, here's what I'm thinking. Yeah. And he kind of had already done his little pros and cons and got pen to paper on it. He's like, it does, just doesn't make sense for me to focus on going to my English class versus working on my business. I said, he said, I will still go to my English class and I will pass because he had to because of football. He had to get a certain GPA, but he spent more time. Yeah. on his business. He prioritized his business over school. And I know our perspective is really different because we're entrepreneurs and we help people become entrepreneurs. And we have helped literally tens of thousands of people who followed the old advice that you go to school, you get good grades, you get a good job, and you get your 401k. We've helped tens of thousands of people who that did not go as planned. And it left them in a situation where they were at the mercy of a layoff, at the mercy of an industry that changed, at the mercy of being replaced by someone who was younger and willing to work for less. And we always taught our kids, like, if you truly want freedom, you need to know how to make your own money. Yeah, that's definitely. And also to make your own money and also invest your own money. Yeah, that's another one. So we'll get to that one because I think that's for kids who, I don't know, maybe not older. We didn't start. What age did we start teaching them about investing their money? Right when they got to college. Yeah. yeah. So not while they were in college. So by the time they were in later ages in elementary school, we had them figuring out how to make money. Now, you've heard me say this before. We didn't have them like running businesses because kids need to be kids. But we just wanted to give them the experience of coming up with an idea and making some money from it. And we'd make a really big deal about that for them. And, and then we would teach them, you know, they'd come they up with an idea to buy their first car. So, both and, so both of them did that. So it wasn't, it didn't make sense for me to teach them about investing when their goal was to earn enough money to buy their first car. So yeah. we waited until they had their car and then we started talking to them. I started talking to them about how to invest money and why they should invest money and how much they should invest. And, and having your money make you money. You know, all throughout their lives, we were teaching them about 
the belief of abundance, that you have what it takes to get yourself out of trouble, not just out of trouble, but to make more money and to be abundantly blessed by solving problems, by coming up with creative ideas, finding a way to charge for it. And because of that, you'll always be able to take care of yourself. And they like, you know, Brock's resold a ton of things. Sierra started buying purses at swap meet up in LA, up in Sandy Alley. When, what age was she? Like probably 10? Yeah, she was young. Yeah. You took her out of school. <laughs> yeah. And reselling those, you know, they're like, you know, fashion purses. Yeah. Not just like definitely. Not to, yeah. not, trust me, they both are not, if they were being interviewed on this, they didn't like suffer through their childhood. They, no, they, they, they would do told, like little, they would yeah. spend like a week or two yeah, making just, some money. Yeah, making some money, but learning how to do it, you know, and still being a kid. They never missed birthday parties. They never missed their sporting events. They had a great time. We let them have like, oh, this seems cool and interesting and they would do it and then they'd lose interest in it. But they did it just long enough to get to realize, oh, I made some money and come up with the next creative idea. They, what was I going to say about the making money? Gotta let your kids be kids. You do have to let your kids be kids. This is for sure, for true. I think so many parents push an identity and performance and excellence on their kids and it paralyzes them. Like your kids become paralyzed by the thought that they have to be perfect, that they can't make mistakes, that you have these expectations that are so unrealistic and they just become paralyzed by that. These are the people who, as adults, are the hardest people for us to coach because they so struggle with the belief that they're going to get it wrong because their parents did a number on them, making them think they had to have perfect grades and be these perfect children. And all you do is create adults who are paralyzed by fear. Yeah, they're paralyzed by fear. They're so worried that they're going to get it wrong. They're going to make the wrong decision. They, yeah, it's hard for them. And then we talked about how to manage money, but that was kind of later. But we always taught them the importance of knowing more is coming to you. The importance of like over tipping, the importance of, you know, knowing where your money is coming in and how you could make money. And when they were in high school, they started using all the reselling apps to make more money, you know, like any clothing that they weren't wearing, they would sell it. Any gifts that they got that they were like, "Mm, not that into it, you know, they would just resell it. We also taught our kids from a very early age the importance of nutrition. Certainly later, you know, like we never made food a big deal. We, you know. When they were younger, we told them like, these foods are the ones that make you fast and strong type of thing. Yeah, we didn't say like, these are bad foods or these are good foods. We we didn't use that language. We just would say like, you know, this is going to make you feel better. This one is going to make you run faster. This one's going to make you stronger. When they were in high school is when I had my brain scanned and that changed the game because that's when I realized I needed to focus on my internal health. And that's when I started researching companies that I trusted the supplements that I was using. There were things I knew I didn't have enough of in my diet. And so I found a company called Organifi. Organifi, I'm very proud to tell you, is a sponsor of our podcast. Our kids learned by seeing us role model the importance of supplementation. So they both also take Organifi. And we didn't have to tell them to do that. They just, they felt great. And, you know, once you start feeling good, you start doing these things because you're like, man, like this is so simple. I just 
open up this packet, pour it into my water, and I'm fortifying my immune system. I'm getting the superfoods that I know my diet needs. I'm taking care of my brain health. I'm taking care of my internal health. You can do all the jumping jacks and sprinting and running and stretching and strength training. That's your, you know, your body looks great, but what's going on on the inside? And that's why I'm very proud to tell you that Organifi is a show sponsor. Let me tell you what we take. So I mix in my water every single day Organifi Pure and Organifi Immunity. Now Immunity, as you might suspect, is going to support your immune system. There's vitamin D, there's all of the ingredients that you're maybe missing from your diet to help support a strong immune system. And as we know, especially right now to fight off virus, viruses, you need to make sure you're getting those superfoods in. I also take Organifi Pure. I mix those two together in my water. I like the taste. It might be kind of strong for some of you, but I like the two mixed together. And Pure is what I'm doing to help me with my brain function. It provides BDNF. BDNF stands for brain-derived neurotropic factor. That's what helps you to think clearly, to remember things, to become less forgetful. I feel, do you think I'm sharp? I take that and my brain even gets bigger. Yeah, Brett likes to call himself big brain. Big brain. So we love Organifi. I take Organifi pure at night. Do um, Gold. Gold, yeah. You're not crazy about that. No, I do the other. I do the MDM pure. I have a little bit of a sweet tooth. So I do the Organifi Gold and it's kind of like my replacement for hot chocolate, except it's good for me and helps me to feel calm and more relaxed and go to sleep a little easier. You can try all of these things for 15% off when you enter the code Shaleen and go to Organifi.com forward slash Shaleen. Again, thank you for supporting our show sponsors, sponsors like Organifi. And take advantage of that 15% off Organifi.com forward slash Shaleen. Enter the code Shaleen. Another good tip while we're talking about money is to have them download like a budget app too. Oh, yeah, that's right. So that was really, you know, both your kids are different. So that was really good for our daughter to get a budget app. I don't know if it's a guy thing. Brock just didn't need a, as much of a budget. I mean, he just basically ate food. He didn't like buy a bunch of clothes. <laughs> girlfriend likes to shop. Yeah, girlfriend likes to shop. So we had to, like, she had to get a budget app because like she had to figure out like, okay, what am I spending per month? So how much do I have to make? Now yeah. we're talking about she's leaving In, college, uh-huh. you know, and, and, and this was like, we had this conversation with her about six months before she graduated from college is like wait we had a conversation initially before she went left for college yep. she downloaded the budgeting app correct budgeting and then the agreement was when our kids are in college that we don't care you can quit college anytime you want and we'll we still think you're the bomb but just you better have a plan in place because when you're done with college yep. financially we're not helping and so sierra went to fit the Fashion Institute of Design and Merchandising in LA. And they have a four-year program. They have a two-year program. She did graphic design in visual arts. And she could have done a four-year, but after she finished her second year, she started working, creating... Income for herself. Yeah, and, and you know, helping people with brands and logos and started doing stuff for us too. And she just was like, it doesn't really make sense for me to go two more years based on what I'm making and I really don't want to and I want to get myself into the workforce. I want to start getting experience. I want to figure out what it is I want to do. And we were like, that's totally cool. But are you living with us or are you going to take care of yourself? And she said, no, I definitely want to, you know, be independent and live on my own. And so she had to create a budget for that and figure out like, okay, what can I afford? 
where can I afford to live? What type of apartment does it look like? What do I have to buy all, you know, used furniture? Yep. Like, you know, creating a budget and oh, the pride oh. she has in her place. Oh my gosh. It's amazing. I mean, as a parent, I mean, yeah, Shalene and I are well off enough. We could have done the whole thing for her. We could have find a, buy her a house. Yeah. What, <laughs> we could have done the whole thing. Right. But the pride of her finding the apartment, her negotiating the terms, her, she's with a roommate. So she had to find a roommate Mm -hmm. and coordinate all that and how they're going to split the rent, who gets what room and then decorate it. It's her place. It's cute. Yep. Okay. And then the last thing I would want to say is that like life skills such as being organized and timely and being neat and having a clean room and knowing, you know, like clean environment and being very organized is something that we taught them not by forcing them. We never said, okay, you have to clean your room. We always talked to them about what it felt like to have your room be clutter-free. We talked about how like, it made you feel when you could find your clothes. And you, know, you came home and your room was neat and organized and always role modeled like the importance of making your bed we always talked about that and how that made you feel and how you set yourself up you kind of were telling yourself how things were going to go the rest of the day yeah i'm going to give you credit on the whole you know make your bed start your morning off right it's kind of like a habit that was you habit wise and then i will take credit for the timeliness of being the fact that you should be on time for things yeah. and give yourself enough time mm-hmm. so you don't feel like that you're rushing, yeah. you know, Both especially had that. that conversation with them when they started driving. Cause that's yeah. the worst thing you can do is like, as a young driver, like also put that added pressure, like I'm going to be late unless I speed or something like that. So we, I always kind of like just made sure like, you know, just be always on time to things, you know, you also were going to give you full credit for teaching them how to cook, but I had to push you to stop cooking for them correct because brett's obviously you guys know that the chef in our house the cook in our house he knows how to cook everything and it gives him great joy so it was hard for me because it's one of those things that cooking for me is like therapeutic and so, it's how you show love yes and it's how i show love so like there'll be numerous times when we'll have people in the house uh-huh. and they'll want four different things I will make all four different things and they won't have anything to do with each other because it gives me joy to make you food and to give you what you want. Right. So, but I knew based on what you were saying was like, they're going to be gone and you're not yeah. going to be there. I'm so like, they- honey, you, you know, like we were still waking up when they were in high school and Brett was making them like scrambled eggs. I'm like, honey, we have to get them to make that themselves. And he's like, Oh, it's so hard. Like he really, really loved making them a big breakfast you still would make them a big breakfast, but we had to make sure they knew how to do it. Yeah. And then, you know, once they both like kind of picked up on it, we started teaching them like, not we, you started teaching them how to cook all the things. Yeah. And now so they both we, are the chefs, like yeah. with their friends and they cook so good. And now it's like a competition when they come over. Well, Brock, when he comes over, he's Sierra like, to cook for him. yeah, Sierra to cook for him or like, can you make me something? Cause you know, he got used to that in mm-hmm. college, but he cooked for all of his roommates in college and all the football guys in college. Yep. And Sierra now is like really good cook and she's really good at seasoning things and she can make everything. And I think the main thing we also taught them is to like, just be resourceful. Like no matter what it is, it's like, you can figure it out. We just keep pushing them and, and your kids are going to come back to you and go like, but I don't know. And I, 
I can't figure it out. Will you do it? You just, you just keep pushing them, like push them to keep looking, keep researching before they buy anything, make them be resourceful. Look at all the options, ask lots of people questions, do comparisons, read reviews, search for better deals, like teach them how to do that. Don't do that for them. And you will have yourself some pretty self-sufficient, confident young adults, young adults who let's hope become financially independent sooner than later. I hope that was helpful for you guys. Yeah, that was some good pod squad. So make sure if you're listening to this and you're not in the pod squad to get in there, because there's always kind of good little tips in there and they discussion about the episodes, talk yeah. about the episodes and stuff like that. So it's a good resource. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks guys. I love you. I mean it. We'll talk to you soon.